Hi, and welcome to the Art of Spiritual Sleep. My name is Wendy Rosenthal, and I am your co-host alongside Kabbalistic Sleep and Dream expert, Mordecai Ballas. Hi, Mordecai. How are you today? Hello, hello, Wendy. How are you? I'm amazing, actually. Thank you for asking. I'm always, always very happy to be here, but today I feel <laughs> extra energy. Yes, I feel the same. Good. At We're least, so hmm? at least uh, as you feel. At least, I hope for all of us more. Uh, if this is your first time joining us at The Art of Spiritual Sleep, we want you to know that this is a podcast that delves deeply into the power of our sleep and our dreams, not only to help, uh, help and guide us, but to elevate us during our awakened day. Um, we are very excited to have you here. Today's topic, Sleep Interrupted. Very uh, interesting. I have to admit, Mordecai, I have had a lot of sleep interrupted over the last few years, so I'm excited to hear about what I can do about that. We want to make sure that you stay with us until the very end of this session where we have two amazing features. The first is the language of dreams where Mordecai shares the sleep symbol of the week so that you have the opportunity to interpret your own dreams, maybe help others around you interpret theirs. And also we have something to sleep on where Mordecai shares tips and exercises and meditations and things that you can do to really help you elevate your sleep and dreams. So please stick around. All right, Mordecai, tell me, sleep yes. interrupted. What do I need to know? So we'll begin with the um, disclaimer <laughs> that while I'm not a doctor, so just to make it clear, whatever we share in this episode, it's not there to solve your problems. If you have a challenge with going to sleep, waking up frequently, going back to sleep after you woke up, uh, and so on. Um, we're not going to discuss medical uh, solutions. I leave it uh, to the experts in that field. And at the same time, it's, it's quite interesting because uh, I was thinking just before we, we started <clears throat> that sleep challenges, interrupted sleep, sleep interrupted, <laughs> Um, it's considered to be one of the, the most, it's like a pandemic. It's considered to be one of the most crucial challenges in America, uh, probably in the world, more than back problems, more than back problems. Well, you know, it's so interesting. I can only say this, at, well, I can say it from my perspective, which is twofold. One, as being a new mom, you know, when I had my son, I think I was the most tired I'd ever been in my entire life during the first, you know, six months or so when you have to get up with them, feed the baby and all that. I never knew what not sleeping, you know, like consistently meant. And the physical toll it took on my body was quite amazing. And now that I'm older, you know, there's the, the age-related sleep interruptions that, you know, women tend to have. And it's also a tired I've never experienced before. So just even from my own empirical experience, it's like sleep interrupted is not a joke. It's for real yeah, and it yeah. really impacts your day and your mental well-being, you know? And I think the shift for me happened in, um, I would say it was around 2007 
uh, when I was sent on a mission uh, as a representative of the Kabbalah Center to Israel uh, to train people uh, to be able to teach, to be instructors of uh, the wisdom. And I was there for like four or five months and I slept during the day. Mm. And I was awake from the afternoon slash evening where I was uh, teaching this uh, wonderful group of people. And uh, during the night, I would um, uh, meet with my students uh, from the U.S. And um, I think the shift happened already after a few weeks when I realized uh, I got to create a breakthrough because... Uh, there's no way I can continue like this. Yeah. Because already after a few weeks, I felt uh, drunk. And that that was the shift. Before that, I was more... Um, um, part of my focus was dream interpretation. But the shift with sleep... I mean, before, I, when we were younger also, like you don't really uh, think, most of us probably don't even think, in a younger age, like, what's the big deal of not having so much sleep? Uh, we'll manage. We'll manage. And we're talking about, like, my early 30s. So it wasn't like I wasn't old. Right. But I could already feel, oh, my God. I guess if I was doing this when I was in my 20s, it would have been easier. Because in my 20s, um, I used to stay up all night, several nights. Sometimes even uh, once a week, easily. Uh, and wake up in the morning, yeah, tired, but you keep on going. As you grow older, you can't play with it. And that was actually um, my, my breakthrough. But there are people, Wendy, that uh, this is their life. Yeah. This is their life. Yeah, I, 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 and that's why it's, it's so interesting because we don't appreciate how like I said, until you have an experience where all of a sudden your sleep is interrupted, like consistently, or, you know, for me, it's, it's, there's a difference between just not sleeping at all and being extremely tired and being in a place where night after night, something is waking you up, whether it's a physical condition yeah. or a child crying because they're newborn or whatever it is. I, I recognized in those moments that I literally couldn't think the same way. I, I, I just couldn't. And my mood yeah. was, my mood was not stable. Like I would, you know, it, I just didn't, wasn't getting good sleep, you know? And there are people that for them, it's not an episode. It's not a, a period of time. It's mm -hmm. like lifetime. Lifetime, yeah. Lifetime of, uh, of, of these challenges. Now we are aware, and we spoke about it before, about the importance of sleep, especially the healing part of it. Mm -hmm. And um, we know it from nature, how nature, certain parts in nature go to hibernation, how animals, when they are wounded, uh, they do two things. One is they uh, go to sleep. They find a place to hide so they can sleep. And the second part is uh, earthing. They do earthing to, uh, to heal themselves. These are the two things. So now when you think about it, and by the way, we also know this, right? When someone is not feeling well, they might say to their friends or family, like, um, I guess my body is telling me I need a rest. Mm 
Mm-hmm. But, but, but usually people don't say, I guess my body is telling me I need some sleep. Right. Well, but so, but, but consciously we can associate lack of sleep or deprived sleep or interrupted sleep with well-being and oh. also extending lifespan as you improve the, the continuity of your sleep, uh, uninterrupted sleep is associated with extended lifespan. Exactly. So Mordecai, can you explain? So physically, we know, like I can tell you physically when I was woken up every couple of hours by my son, you know, like I can tell you physically how I felt, you know, besides the exhaustion and the aches in my body and the mental kind of like back and forths. What happens, what's going on spiritually? I mean, I can only imagine, you know, if you go to sleep Mm. and then two hours later, or, you know, you've barely fallen asleep and then you, you, you snore and you wake yourself up or you have to go to the bathroom or whatever yeah, those even, things that interrupt Even your when you're no, the nose is stuffy and you can't breathe uh, normally. I mean, there can be so many things, so many things. And not by a chance, by the way, because, because sleep is so important, because it reveals so much light, so much energy. We know we have a force called the opponent that is there to oppose to us, to, uh, to grow, to really, uh, because it's like the machines in the gym, right? The machine is resisting, so you'll be able to grow your muscles. So I wouldn't be surprised if we find a direct connection between a, a very important day or a very important time in your life and the nights prior to that interrupted sleep yeah it's one of those indications like oh my god something big is cooking something big is cooking otherwise i would have like a very nice uninterrupted sleep even before like very important events in our lives we find it hard to sleep for sure right (laughs) why and why what's the big deal you have a big event you know you need to sleep well why are you not sleeping well? I can't. I was just like tossing and turning around in the bed. Like, uh, I'm so excited. I'm so nervous. So why can't you sleep? Right? So first, Kabbalah teaches us to look at the, um, at the seed level. One of the greatest Kabbalists, which you are connected to, of Menachem Mendel, of course, the Koske Rebbe, um, he used to say uh, that uh, if you really want to find the physical cause uh, for an ailment, for a challenge, a medical challenge, and in this case, interrupted sleep, you have to look at the spiritual cause. And when you fill it up with light, the physical uh, condition will, will no longer need to continue. So. And, and by the way, this is on, let's say, the, the metaphysical work, which we're going to discuss today. Um, but I want to say also, from my experience, uh, some years ago, I had a really like a, um, serious uh, healing crisis. And uh, thankfully, I involved my teacher, Karen Berg. Uh, that um, the first thing, one of the very first things that Karen told me 
is, you know, let's take uh, some pills, Western medicine, uh, that will uh, reduce whatever you, reduce the symptoms, reduce the pull of the fire. That's how Karen use it. So then you can sleep better and then we'll take care of the spiritual reason. And um, it was the first night after almost two months that I slept straight throughout the night. So um, sometimes you got to do something physical. Like sometimes you got to go to the doctor, you got to take the treatment, you got to take the pill. This is for you to figure out that's part of the journey. And sometimes you need this if you want to deal with the spiritual level. Because if your house is your fire, is on fire, uh, God forbid, right? I don't wish it for anyone. But if you're going through a challenge, how can you be focused? How can you, I mean, you got to have really like a, a Buddha mindset or like being like Moses. You have to have a very elevated consciousness to be able to pause and not, uh, you know, be spiritual about it, despite the uncomfortable physicality of it. When you wake up in the middle of the night and you find it difficult to fall asleep, when you find it difficult to fall asleep or any other thing, those of us that are listening to this, watching this, you know what I'm talking about. You don't want to hear now a spiritual explanation. You yeah. want to go to sleep, <laughs> right? So yeah. first we got to take care of physicality many, many times. This is the reality. But, I, but was, then you want to do spiritual genetic engineering. So on top of the effort that you make in physicality, which the Kabbalists say it's 1% of the reality, you still need the 1% right. to complete to the 99% of the of the metaphysical, the energy work. So the energy work is extremely important. It's 99% of the solution. But don't neglect the 1%. You need 1% stuff. Listen, I think that that's, it's a, it's a big important point to highlight just again quickly, because I, I feel like for me, that's, you know, it, it, it's what Kabbalah is so amazing. It's the wisdom is so amazing because it, we're not, it's not just about the metaphysical. We live in this world. And I think it's really important to highlight that as you're talking again and again, because it's not like we're saying if you have sleep apnea and your doctor says you need a CPAP machine because otherwise, God forbid, you could stop breathing, you get the CPAP machine. You don't tell them, oh, okay, you know. And, and I think that that's been reinforced, at least in my experience of Kabbalah and something I've truly appreciated. So I'm glad that you're saying it. Because yeah. a lot of times we feel like if we're spiritual, that we aren't meant to engage in in the world that we are living in, and that's not what Kabbalah and, teaches. And by the way, we are we are very blessed today to have physical instruments that can improve our sleep. Physical instruments, mattresses that uh, you know put the right pressure. You can adjust uh, the firmness of the mattress. Um, a pad or a mattress that controls the temperature and natural things to improve sleep. Like there's, there are researchers today about um, adaptogens, which are uh, available in herbs and uh, even certain mushrooms that, uh, and people today incorporate their, in their drinks. Uh, 
coffee or any other thing, teas that have it. And these are, um, allow you to adapt. That's why it's called, they're called adaptogens. They allow you to adapt to uh, different stressful situations, not to be completely, um, uh, you know, not addressing it, but not to freak out. They create a balance. And that balance affects the nervous system, which affects also um, sleep. And uh, I, I want to say also in terms of physicality, um, I rarely, I don't remember, maybe I'm saying rarely because I don't remember one time that I shared in the episodes or in the, um, in the private sessions, a recommendation that I didn't try it on myself. Mm. I wouldn't send you to a restaurant if I didn't eat there before. You know, so when I'm saying I'm, you know, use this tool or that tool, even if it's a physical thing, um, I read about it, I did research, and I tested it myself. And I had other people testing it before I'm coming and saying, you know, I just came up with the, with this revelation or another. Now, when you're doing the effort in the physicality, because it might be a physical thing, which reminds me a very funny story, in my mind it's funny, um, about someone uh, that came, a student of the Kabbalah that came to Karen and said, Karen, I really want to know, um, Karen, my teacher, I really want to know, what's the spiritual reason that I got this uh, cold? Uh, you know, what is the creator, what is the force of creation trying to tell me? So Karen looked at him and Karen said, you just didn't take a coat when you went outside. <laughs> <laughs> like well, next time you can dress that... warm. What, what, right. what do you think? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, sometimes we think there's like, wow, wow, a spiritual reason. Oh my God, like a, what is the message from the universe? There is no message. You need to take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Anyways, it's but, so Karen but, um, So once you do the physical efforts uh, to improve your sleep, and that can continue to how much light is in the room and the sound and, and the quality of the air. There's so many ways to improve. You have been allergies, right? So sometimes... Um, um, having uh, the proper investment in an air purifier, when we mentioned this before, that can be night and day, literally night and day difference between uh, oh, interrupted sleep and really, really good sleep. Okay, so once you've done all uh, of there, that... There's tons, tons of it. Right. And, yeah, I mean, I mean like... There's different uh, uh, chiropractic methods that improve your sleep. Can you imagine you do a chiropractic adjustment? There's one system, for example, like the Gunstead system. You do chiropractic, it's taken care in a very, very deep level. Physical, but your sleep afterwards is so much better because it really takes care of the nervous system. It's like there's so many things. We can go on and on. But we are here to put the cherry on the top, which is the 99%. So we already mentioned different physical things. I want to share three things that you can do 
that are spiritual. It's energy work that allow you to reduce and in certain cases completely eliminate any sleep uh, interruption. Can, before you do that, can I ask Mordecai, yeah. I asked a question earlier. Can you explain, like, is there, you've given us so much over the last several um, sessions where you talk about the, the journey of the soul, how it elevates, where it goes, what happens. So if you are being interrupted, like some of us have experienced where it's every hour, every two hour, is your soul going up and down and up and down? Is it staying up there? And, and But is it distressed because it sees the body doing uncomfortable things? Like, can you just, before you go into the solutions, just tell a little bit about that, that journey? It's a very interesting you're... question. Um, I'll try to um, address it in the most uh, uh, diplomatic way, <laughs> you know, that will not freak people out. It's really important to understand if you are having an interrupted sleep. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, things happen. Sometimes we need to go to the bathroom. Or, you know, things happen. But we're talking about, let's say, waking up every hour or like, like something is off. If this is how you feel in physicality, you can only imagine that's one percent of what your soul is feeling because what your soul is going through is like the most or you know to one degree or another but if you have ever been on a, a flight with turbulences that uh, you know for some reason you you are thankful that there's a seat belt mm -hmm. even though like uh, some stand-up comedian saying why they tell you to wear a seat belt if the plane crashes it's not going to help anyone or they just want to locate where where the people died so stay in your seat you know but why like we have to understand that if you ever had a, a, a flight it was like crazy crazy turbulence if that's how you say it mm -hmm. um, that's a taste of what your soul is going through because your soul is going up and down it's like a torture. It's about to reach the stage of, uh, of sleep and boom, it's being pulled down like a crashing into the physical reality. And then again, going up, it's like torture, going up, going up, going up. Oh, I'm almost there and crashing. Yeah. And it happens several times a night. It's like a, a nervous rack at the end of the night. Like you wish the night will be over already. Instead yeah. of looking forward for the night to come. So So it sounds like it's exactly how, like you're saying, it's, it, it, it's kind of what you'd imagine it. You know, I, I, I can only liken it to my experience, you know, re more recently with, you know, hot flashes in the middle of the night. They, they happen so often that every time I w would wake up, I'd be like, I can't believe I'm awake again. And it was very jarring. So it sounds like the soul goes through exactly the same thing, only on a yeah, much deeper and the level. Thing is the, the unfortunate thing is that uh, many people would say, let's say, oh yeah, if they had a food poisoning, oh, they wouldn't eat in this place again. Um, they had their share of that uh, place. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
or maybe certain uh, foods you're so drawn to it but at a certain point you might say you know what it's not worth it mm-hmm. but with sleep many people keep on going and you know well, what can I do I guess right. you know this is uh, this, this is life is what, is. what can I do this is what I'm it doesn't have to be this way who says if you can do a change in any other area of your life and, and improve that area or that situation why can't you do it with sleep okay well thank you I just wanted to make sure we understood what the soul was going through because it's so fascinating so now what can we do what what are the three things you are going to share so uh, one of them which I, I heard recently uh, from one of my colleagues um, Eitan I heard a, a very special um, story I, I find it special uh, about um, a group of uh, different people along the way that came uh, to Eitan and asked him, you know, what's, why the Zohar, why the main text of Kabbalah, why are you saying it's very important to connect to the Zohar, to scan the Zohar, to study the Zohar, to read the Zohar. Um, so Eitan went to our teacher, to Rav Berg, and asked this question, what do I tell these people? So you would expect like a very long answer, maybe like, uh, well, the Zohar is a 2000 year old text. It's a technology for the soul. It's a, a energy walk. None of this. Ravberg looked at Eitan and just said, do they have a better solution? <laughs> if they don't have a better solution, then give this a try. Give this a try. So for, number one, Zohar, energy walk of the Zohar before you go to sleep. And if you are the person that also wakes up in the middle of the night and you either find it difficult to go back, back to sleep or you're having multiple times during the night that you're waking up, have a, one of the volumes or one of the sections of the Zohar next to your bed. And today we are very blessed also uh, to have an app to have an app, I always said that we need an app, which is also an app, right? So people didn't understand me with my beautiful accent. They thought I need an app, but they said we need an app um, for for this. And we finally have it. It's an app that uh, has all the Zohar online. So you can have it next to you, next to your bed. You can also go online to, to our website, zohar.com. Very, very simple. Z-O-H-A-R.com. Simple. And scan if in the middle of the night you woke up, give yourself the ultimate sleeping pill. No side effects. And uh, for some people, they you know the Zohar puts them to sleep naturally. Yeah, because it sure. raises your level yeah. of vibration. It puts you in the zone. So that's that's one thing. Really, I cannot emphasize it, uh, emphasize it enough. It's such a treat for the soul. It's really feeding the soul. And sometimes the soul doesn't feel restful enough to go to sleep because we ate physically, right? But we didn't have uh, we didn't eat enough spiritually, energetically. So that's number one. Number two, breath walk. We know, as I shared before. Breathing in Hebrew is neshima, 
which is the same letters of the word neshama, soul. And air, which is in Hebrew, avir, same letters of the word or, which is light. So when we breathe in, physically we supply the body with oxygen. Energetically, we give oxygen to our soul. So one of my colleagues, uh, Rachel Orbach Yerdeni, she actually does breath work with the Kabbalistic uh, um, touch to it. So that's something that if you're interested, you can uh, um, you can let us know. You just email uh, out of spiritual sleep at kabbalah.com and say you're interested in the breath work, and we can send you the link. Um, uh, that's really really awesome. Uh, from experience, uh, but any other breath work that works for you, be my guest, go for it. Okay. Because the breath work is at its ultimate state, supposedly, when we are asleep. When we are asleep, we are completely aligned, and that's why sleep is so healing, because the breath work is the purest possible for that individual. But in general, you can also do it. Uh, I do it many times with people that have difficulty in falling asleep or woke up in the middle of the night and need to go back to sleep. I do two minutes breath work. You breathe in through the diaphragm, right? Through the nose, through the diaphragm. And how you know you breathe in through the diaphragm? Because the chest doesn't go up. Right, just your Only stomach. the belly. Right. Only the belly. Really? Right? Yep. So stay awake, stay awake. Take with a us. deep breath right then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so through the nose, if possible, if the nose is not stuffy, and breathe out through the mouth. Now, when you breathe in through the nose, when you inhale and you reach the top, you pause for two, three seconds, and then you exhale. And when you finish exhaling, you pause for two seconds, and then you breathe in. And that elevates the state of consciousness. And and by doing that, even before we go to sleep, is that helping the soul also? So yes. if the soul does faster. have to come back down, it faster, faster takeoff. Uh, yeah. Okay, gets it farther, faster. Yeah. Okay. Puts great. it in the zone. Puts the soul in the zone. And the third thing. And the third thing is a, a special meditation which we share the. A part of it, or a version of it, with one of the names from the 72 names of God. But according to one of the Kabbalists, Rav Chaim Yosef David Azulai, the Chida, he explains that you want to use the Tetragrammaton, the, one, of the, one of the most powerful names of God, to use, your, uh, to use that very special holy name, very energetical name, to, I would say, almost push the soul throughout the body to uh, live through the throat, which that's what happens when someone is living the physical world. The soul lives through the throat. Many times, if someone had a chance to see someone that passed away, obviously don't wish it for anyone, uh, if it's like a natural uh, death, uh, so the mouth many times is open, wide open, because the soul left through the throat. 
And uh, when we go to sleep every night, the soul is living through the throat. Uh, that's why sometimes when someone is uh, paying attention, managing to pay attention, or someone wakes them up, there will be like a little snore. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the soul just was about to leave or it's coming back. Right? So, um, so this meditation is doing this process of pushing the soul from the feet um, throughout the whole body, like uh, when someone gets a shot, right? So it's like the liquid gets out of the shot, right? So in a similar way, it's like the light is using this name, this holy name, the light is pushing the soul outside of the body, like a cartridge, pushing it out of the body through uh, the throat. So that's a very powerful Kabbalistic uh, meditation that I use very frequently, and people use it very frequently. Um, Someone that I know, uh, another student, was uh, waking up every night, every night, uh, after a few hours of going to sleep and not being able to go back to sleep. I share with them this meditation. It was the first time they slept after months. Hmm. It was like that. Okay. So these are extremely, these three tools, the breath walk, the Zohar, and the, the Yudke Vavke meditation, the tetragrammaton meditation, are extremely powerful tools. Obviously there's more, but these are like three canons that you can use. Um, to reduce the interrupted sleep. And do we do you use them all three of them before you go to sleep, or is there a sequence, or is there you choose one versus the other? So usually the it goes in the order of Zohar, breathwalk, and then the the tetragrammaton. Um, if you can use all of them, if, yeah. If you can use all of them, much better. Okay, great. Same goes if you wake up in the middle of the night and you need to go back to sleep. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. That was going to be my question. Like in my in my instance, I was waking up every hour, hour and a half all night. So when you do that, you just you either pick one or all three and and that will help you get back to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you're really like exhausted and you can't even have the energy with the Zohar, even do one paragraph, if possible. But if not, you can just lay down, do the breath walk, see the Yud Kevavke pushing your, um, see the Tetragrammaton pushing your soul outside of your body. And uh, here's the thing, if someone is already in the situation that they are, let's say, waking up frequently, for example, then this will help reduce or eliminate it. But even if not in the first night, your soul will get high so fast that even if you did it like seven, eight times during the night, your soul was still able to get a recharge. Right. Because you went faster to the, to the realm right. of dreams. So it's helping so all you got the recharge better than the one before that is like, the soul is again, okay, let's take off again. Okay. Now the takeoff is so faster, so much faster, that it's already, uh, you're getting more from the little sleep that you do get. 
Okay, great. So and it's less can... quantity, but it's more quality. Great. Okay, and we're going to give that uh, meditation, right? To yes. everybody. Okay, good. All right, Mordecai, I, I think this is great. And I think it's really important. And like I said, having gone through it myself, um, it, it, the having these tools is, it, it's like a godsend, really, literally, it is. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same. I feel the yeah. same. It's really, um, and I, I hear it from people, like people saying, I cannot believe, I cannot believe, what was I doing with my life before this? Before, yeah. Like, what was I doing with my sleep? What, what did I... How come I missed all of this? Well, obviously, there's a reason for everything. I mean, you were supposed to miss it. <laughs> yeah. And just also to reinforce, make sure you're talking to your doctor and make sure you're doing the physical things you need, but add this on top of that. Yes. Okay. All right, Mordecai, let's talk the language of dreams and the sleep symbol of the week. Yes. Yeah, so the sleep symbol of the week is very much related to it. It's uh, seeing a cooking pot in the dream. Okay. So a cooking a cooking pot in a dream. Um, <coughs> bless you. Thank you. It's a very special one because um, uh, first of all, and the the Kabbalists teach us this is the instrument that we know. It's the only instrument that we know that balances between fire and water. Because if you put fire. Uh, if you put water on fire, it will turn it off. If you put too much fire, it will evaporate the water. Right. So the cooking pot allows the water to be heated and the fire to heat the water. And that's for the benefit of both. The fire can express itself and the water can also express itself. It can now be used for cooking. So the, the cooking pot brings the surface of the cooking pot brings peace between the fire, which is energy of receiving of left column. When I want something, I'm on fire and the energy of water, which is the energy of sharing, of being calm, being kind. So usually those energies struggle. A lot of people, mm -hmm. a lot of people struggle between balancing, sharing and receiving. When is the right time to say yes? When is the right time to say no? And this is the secret of life, to know when to, when to receive, when to give, how to balance between them in relationships, in health, even in breath. There's a whole study on how much uh, air you are taking in and how much air you're taking out. Interesting. And they found out that people that uh, are more taking or more sharing out their breath uh, they have uh, challenges, hmm. they have challenges, they have imbalances in their system. So the, when you see a cooking pot in a dream, it's an indication that you are about to reach or you reached a state of peace. It hmm. can be internal peace. It can be a conflict that you were going through wow. uh, with someone and now it comes to resolution and the word peace uh, in Hebrew, shalom, comes from the word shalem, which means complete. It's like reaching a state of being uh, complete, feeling complete, feeling whole with yourself, with who you are. Um, and it depends what happens with the cooking pot, right? Um, but but that's, that's generally the idea. 
So generally speaking, very special sign. Yeah, it sounds amazing. What happens? I mean, does it matter what's going on inside the pot? So it's like, does it matter if it's water or if it's food or if it's it's just it doesn't really matter or if it's something's boiling over? Or... No, obviously it adds more uh, meaning to it. You know, let's say if the energy of water is what we spoke about, like balancing the sharing, you're about to balance the energy of sharing. You know, if it's a uh, food, it depends on what food was inside. Okay. According to this, we can see, you know, and if it was overcooked or slow cooked or, you know, so you know that the process to reach the piece will be relatively slower ah, okay. or you, the, the food is fully cooked now. That means now is the time and of manifestation coming. of it. Uh, you open the cooking pot and it's not yet ready. You're still in the process, but you will get there. So there's like different things. Yeah. But generally but speaking, the general is the energy of peace. That's amazing. I would have never thought that. <laughs> yeah. I love it when these when some of the symbols that are like you think are so clear aren't. It's very exciting. Yeah. You <laughs> see, right. many times it's like this. Many times it's like the opposite. Exactly. All right, Mordecai, thank you for that. And something to sleep on. So we're going to give you a meditation. Um, that uh, I will record especially for you, like in the song, especially for you, <laughs> right? So we, we're going to send it to you and you can use this. And uh, maybe we'll do two versions, audio or uh, video. And you can use this uh, before you go to sleep. Or you and can just uh, fall asleep with it. This is the connected to the one of the things that you told us. It's very similar. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the three things. Uh, using the uh, the tetragrammaton, using okay. this to push the soul throughout the throat and going up. Beautiful. All right. And as always, you can find our archive shows, our Something to Sleep On, and our Language of Dream features on our social media pages. So if you've missed something or you don't know where to look, please visit us at on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. We also encourage you very much to like, share, and comment when you do, and subscribe when you do visit us there. Um, as we talk about all the time, we really want every single person in the world to have the opportunity to sleep better, to dream better, um, and to have a better awakened day. So uh, we're kind of uh, relying on you guys as well to help us get there. And we know that when you do that, you will be sleeping better. We, we have experienced ourselves, so it's from personal recommendation that I, I say this. If you're interested in having a dream interpretation with Mordecai, you can reach out to him at dreams at Kabbalah.com or visit Kabbalah.com. Under the guidance section, you will find a way to um, do a whole questionnaire about your dream and information about dream interpretation. So I really encourage you to go there first. If you'd like to have a one-on-one -on -one session with Mordecai, you can reach out to him at artofspiritualsleep at kabbalah.com. And this would be if you wanted to work on something specific, learn more about your sleep or dream patterns. Um, they're very powerful, so I highly recommend it. Uh, you will be able to find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms as well. I didn't want to not mention that. And we are very appreciative that you have joined us yet again. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to uh, reach out to us during the week 
on our social media sites. We do check them and we do answer the questions the best that we can as and when they come in and also share how you're progressing. We'd love to hear the yes. more we share with each other to know that these tools are working, the, the better off it is for everyone. So please do share. Mordecai, thank you so much as always. Thank you, We really appreciate your insight and we look forward to seeing everybody next week. Yes, good night and sleep tight.